Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from farther afield. Well, first of all, a big well done to everyone who's taken part in the Keep Britain Tidy September Clean. The Park Street Residents Association reported that the parish pickers excelled themselves. They say that the parish pickers had a really fantastic turnout in these trying times with all ages and families volunteering to clean the villages of Brickettwood, Park Street, Howard and Chiswell Green. Experienced pickers were joined by new litter heroes to collect in excess of 100 bags of litter. So well done to all of you. Now, last week, we heard about Ellenbrook residents fighting to protect their precious green space, Ellenbrook Fields, from quarrying. And the good news for them this week is that planning permission was refused by Hertfordshire County Council by a vote of five against and four for. Well, whilst Brett aggregates could still be given permission to go ahead with their plan to extract eight million tonnes of sand and gravel if they get an appeal... County councillors felt that the threat to greenbelt traffic issues, the bromate plume in the groundwater and air pollution issues made the proposal too risky. Well, one of our most treasured green spaces is Clarence Park. Every time I pass through it, I just think how pleased those enlightened Victorian planners would have been if they could see the incredible amount of use that the park gets. Now, St Albans District Council was responsible for Clarence Park and it recently prepared the Clarence Park Green Space Action Plan, which is currently out for comments. I spoke to St Albans District Councillor for Clarence Ward, Josie Maddock, to find out more. Councillor Maddock, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So just first of all, it's, I mean, it's no secret that money is short at the moment. Will this affect the amount of money that uh, the District Council has to spend on parks like Clarence Park? Um, thank you for um, the welcome. Uh, it it might do, you know, um, it is unfortunate, but it might well do. Um, but we are at the council always looking at other kind of funding streams, um, for example, like the CNC, which stands for the City Neighbourhoods Committee. Um, they always have an area ward budget allocation. Um, and there's also something else called Section 106 money, which some people may have heard of. It comes from um, typically large developments that are built nearby um, that have to contribute um, some money for things like green spaces. Okay, well, that's that's good to hear then. Now, you're developing the Green Space Action Plan um, for Clarence Park. Why is this document needed? So um, a Green Space Action Plan, um, which is also sometimes known as a GAP, um, just the acronym. It's a document that looks at um, all of the requirements for the park and it sets out the plans for the park over the next five years and how we make sure that those things are implemented. Um, they're sometimes written in, you know, sort of conjunction with Hearts County Council. Um, but really what it's going to include, um, and this is why it's needed, is setting out the details of what can be improved in the park what can we change, uh, what hasn't worked so well and why. Um, so it's just about constant improvement. The next plan, uh, the next gap, is actually um, being written at the moment. There's currently a, a live public engagement um, on that. So if anybody wants to go and look at it, it's on the council website. Um, you can look at the draft of that right now. It closes on the 5th of October and people can put in any recommendations that, that they would like to see in the park themselves. Okay, good to know as well. So, I mean, all of our green spaces, they've been really appreciated and very well used during the past few months when we've been encouraged to socialise outside. What kind of strains has this put on Clarence Park? And what have you done to ensure that it remains fit for everybody to enjoy? 
Yeah, it really has. And I mean, we were very lucky with the weather, actually, being in lockdown, but having great green spaces to go to in the sunshine was fantastic. And lots of people obviously did flock there in huge numbers, um, which is great. Brilliant health and well-being benefits all around. But obviously, um, it also in- it increased the amount of litter. Um, that that was one of the biggest strains that we saw. Um, we were, you know, often having to collect litter on a sort of hourly basis, um, which is a lot more than normal, by the way. Um, John O'Connor, who look after the the park there, maintenance wise, litter wise, were absolutely brilliant. Um, they responded to that. They stepped up the demands. Um, so a big shout out to the staff at John O'Connor who um, look after the grounds there and, and the maintenance um, the maintenance contract at Clarence Park. They've been brilliant. They really stepped up. They've ensured that it's continued to be an enjoyable place to be over the summer. Um, and obviously they carry on working in all weathers. Um, even now it's starting to rain and we're not at the park as much. They're still there, uh, you know, toiling away all the time to make sure it stays looking fantastic. Well, um, I'm sure that other people would join with you in in thanking their John O'Connor staff there because, as you say, our parks have been a real lifeline. Um, so a, a good news story about Clarence Park is the play area. Tell us what, what's um, envisaged for that. Well, um, it is really exciting, actually. So one of the projects that I'm involved in is Clarence Play, and that is specifically around the play area, the children's play area in the park. Now, I remember playing on the equipment that's there right now when I was about three or four years old. Um, I won't tell you how old I am now, but suffice to say, it's been there for an extremely long time. Um, And so uh, there was a fundraising effort. Um, As well as that, we won a grant um, for improving the play area, actually through Veolia. Um, And so now we have a great budget to be able to go and bid for a new play area and that's happening right now so the the bids are with play companies um, and in the next sort of month or so um, they'll be refined down and there will be a design that is agreed on um, hopefully with works to start within a year or so um, and it will be really fantastic for all of the kids and kids in my family and friends children's uh, and people that I'm sure we all know um, love and enjoy the park with their children there's going to be an absolutely outstanding play area there very shortly well that is good to know and it has to be said that uh, my children spent pretty much 90% of their childhood down there actually (laughs) (laughs) we've all been on those monkey bars (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, I remember those days. Okay, so, I mean, so some of the stories, some of the themes with Clarence Park are a little bit more negative. Sadly, um, back between 2018 and 19, Clarence Park lost its um, green flag accreditation. How are you going to ensure that the park doesn't lose this prestigious award again? Well, thankfully, we did win it back. So 2019-20, we have the Green Flag Award for the park. Like I said, it was only a temporary loss, thankfully, but it was down to some pavement issues and and I believe perhaps some um, pothole type issues on the paths. Um, That, like I said, has now been won back. And actually, you may have noticed just around the bowling club area, there is a bit of pavement resurfacing that's been happening, experimenting with a new material which is really sustainable and um, excellent for the local uh, trees. Um, it, it's uh, uh, 
porous. It's like slightly bouncy it tarmac. Is. Yes, it is. I actually went along there, and I, I think just as soon as you could walk on it again, and I did have a little jump around. It's definitely um, softer. Um, it's porous. It allows the water through. It's excellent for the trees. Um, actually, it's used in a lot of the royal parks in London as well. So lots of things are being put in place to make sure that any areas that we know are slightly um you know uh not as good as they should be are being improved okay well that's great i mean you you mentioned the trees there improving biodiversity is listed as one of the aspirations for the park what kind of changes can we expect to see to further this aim so there's definitely lots of improvement in this area. And by the way, always welcoming suggestions. So if anybody um, would like to suggest anything in particular, definitely let us know at the council or, or let me directly know. Um, but you can definitely expect things like um, more areas to be mown less, so the, the grass to be cut less often, um, which is better for the grass, better for the environment. Um, also, any new planting that, that goes on, is definitely going to bear in mind things like encouraging the wildlife. Um, We definitely want to encourage wildlife, butterflies, bees, all of that kind of thing. And what a great, huge space to be able to do that in. Um, We're going to be putting recycling bins around the park. Um, We know that this is not uh, there right now, and it's definitely something that people are asking for and that's needed. Um, So there'll be recycling bins around. Um, Mulching of beds um, to to actually make use of those, um, the, the... the chemicals within the beds themselves um, to try and cut down the use of the chemical-based weed killers. So there's lots and lots of things that actually people might not even be aware are happening, but they're definitely in the plan and are happening now in some cases. Okay. Um, Now, very unfortunately, antisocial behaviour remains a worry, particularly for people living near the park and particularly drug taking, and there have even been violent attacks. Is there anything being done to tackle this in the long term? Yes. Um, So we definitely did have a problem with this um, right up at the beginning of this year and the end of last year. But the good news is the problem is definitely decreasing. Um, So me and my ward colleagues, Chris White and Danny Clare, um, at the time worked really, really closely with the local residents in that area and with the local police to manage that whole situation. Um, We had meetings all together with um, Chief Inspector Linda Coates and her whole team with the residents. So we had a big event um, at Verulam, actually. Uh, We put in place a few different measures. Residents were able to... Um, Q&A Linda and just kind of ask what's the best way to tackle this and should they be reporting everything um, etc so that was a really really good um, sort of base from which to build Um, out of that one of the things that came was to um, install CCTV not only in the park itself but around the park so kind of York Road corner area Um, And that's all kind of been happening over the summer in terms of planning permission, etc. And it's actually going up this week. So by the end of this week, it should be live. And it will have a direct link right back to the council's control room. Um, So, you know, obviously increased monitoring and all that kind of stuff is definitely going to be a good deterrent for that kind of thing going forward. Okay, and hopefully that'll make um, other people using the park feel a little bit safer as well. Absolutely. So just thinking now about the Cricket Pavilion, which is, you know, it's an iconic building, really, isn't it? It's been there for the whole history of the park. Um, and it 
does need some quite expensive work, I understand, on it. And it is potentially a really valuable community building. I, I, I heard the Fleet Vingle Swing Band, who were making use <laughs> of the sort of covered outdoor section um, for where rehearsal recently. Is there a plan for this for its long-term survival? Yeah, I mean, goodness, we don't want to lose that building. We absolutely love it. Um, it's a really part of, sorry, important part of uh, St Albans heritage. We definitely want it to survive, you know, long term. Um, and actually, I have to say, the Cricket Club have done an absolutely amazing job in upgrading the interior. Um, it's just unfortunate that not many people get to see it, but they have really um, done an outstanding job. Um, we do have plans for the building. Um, the council's development department have um, actually been drawing up like a list of works to, to improve the pavilion and all the various things that would need to be done to ensure its, ensure its safety as well, actually. But like you said, it's not cheap. <laughs> it really would require a good chunk of money. Um, and like you said right at the beginning of our chat, um, you know, funds aren't particularly uh, uh, loose at the moment, you know, that, so they're quite, they're, we have to be careful with what with what the money is spent on. But actually something like perhaps lottery funding um, might actually serve exactly the purpose for this cricket pavilion and make it something really, really great again. Okay, so perhaps something in the pipeline for that, but uh, still exploring the the options there. We're still looking after it and we still want to make sure that it remains an absolutely vital part of the park. Okay, that's good. Okay, just turning now to cycling. It's always a little bit contentious is cycling through parks, but there is a a permitted cycle pathway between the park keeper's house and the access near the pedestrian railway bridge. I, I mean, I've not seen many people use it and it's possibly not the most useful route um do you plan to continue with that do you have any plans to increase cycling access i mean for example the um the corner of york road to the zigzag bridge might be handy for commuters to you know avoid the nasty junction at the crown and what's the situation with cycling in the park yeah, I mean, hopefully that's a useful route for, for some people. I just kind of always presume that I'm I'm not up and about in the park at the same time um, uh, that people that are uh, commuting to the station perhaps are. Um, but, uh, I mean, we're at the council. There's definitely plans to increase not only cycling but also walking access across the whole city and district. Um, I'm personally not aware of specific plans for that area, and so perhaps there aren't any right now, but... What I would certainly um, recommend is that if people are, you know, really keen to have a particular cycle path available or one that would, you know, really assist in terms of not having to go on the super busy roads around that area, then send send that information in to me as an email. Uh, We can always, you know, lobby for this kind of thing. And we want to make sure that the park and all of the surrounding areas work for the people that are going to be using it. And if that means that we need to put an additional cycle route in, which makes it much easier for people, then that's something that we'll work towards. Um, so just because there aren't plans in place right now, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. So please do let us know if there's one that, you know, might be particularly useful for people. Josie Maddock, thank you very much indeed for talking to me today. No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me. I was talking there to Councillor Josie Maddock and she assured me afterwards that whatever else happens to the Clarence Park play area, there will definitely still be a sandpit. 
And I can hear anyone with small children breathing a mighty sigh of relief. Councillor Maddock encourages all to take a look at the Clarence Park Green Space Action Plan. A, a quick internet search will bring it up and do send in your comments by the 5th of October. Or if you've got any ideas for the puck, then she said just email her on councillor, that's C-L-L-R dot J dot Maddock at councillor dot And as Councillor Maddock mentioned, all go for the new play area down at Verulamium Park on the site of the old tennis court going to have 30 features all with some kind of roman theme to reflect the fact that verulamium park was the site of the old roman city of verulamium now the nearby outdoor gym mini golf beach volleyball courts they're all going to stay and the existing playground we're told is going to be dismantled when the new one is completed sometime around mid-november and the area of the old park will then be grassed over and returned to its natural state check out verulamium at play on facebook to see the progress being made or to take the kids down to the old tennis courts to check out some big machine action for yourself it's always good to hear from you you can de- get in touch via twitter at rv underscore environment or on the environment matters facebook page or just drop me a line amanda at radioverulam.com always love to hear your comments about the show or things you'd like us to cover i'm going to be back at the same time next week when we're going to hear about some neighbors who decided that their local green space should be a nature reserve until then thank you for listening